0: And Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Outside the Shoe. Once again, I'm Jeff Hammersley with Meredith Heim on the call today. We're going to talk about tennis for Ohio State. Women's tennis has wrapped up after their NCAA tournament game last week, but the men's team... Still in action, we'll cover both of the teams, previewing what the men's team has to have going into this week and what they have to do to get the win against North Carolina in the quarterfinals, and also reviewing the women's tennis season, uh, the team tennis season that's come to an end. But there's still some NCAA tournament singles competition and doubles for both of these teams after the team competition concludes over the next week. But before that, Meredith Hine, how are you doing this week?
1: great we get to talk about tennis absolutely
0: and the men's tennis team still rolling that's the important thing last week they took down columbia the lions in a 4-1 contest to get to the ncaa tournament quarterfinals we knew the buckeyes were pretty good this season 32 and 2 now overall but in this ncaa tournament play they've looked kind of unstoppable they beat cleveland state for nothing they rolled over at number 35 vanderbilt for nothing they beat columbia 4 one What does OSU have to do against North Carolina, who entered this tournament? They kind of found their own. They took down Southern California in an 8-9 matchup. They were the number 9, a 4-1 victory for them on the road in L.A. But what does Ohio State have to do on Thursday to keep the momentum up and get one step closer to winning the NCAA team tournament?
1: The Buckeyes matchup against North Carolina is definitely going to be the biggest challenge the team has faced up to this point in the tournament but it's going to be nothing new for Ohio State to play against a challenging opponent. The Buckeyes have already defeated reigning NCAA outdoor champion Wake Forest earlier this year um, at the ITA indoor tournament, um, and they've remained strong against other ACC powers throughout this season. UNC enters the tournament as the nine seed, as you mentioned, and they come to Orlando, like Ohio State, having played their opening two rounds at home. Also, like Ohio State, they've been dominant in their early matches. They swept Navy in the first round 4-0, they defeated Georgia and USC both 4-1. Um, Ohio State's going to need to continue to rely on strong doubles play to get that doubles point, um, and then a solid performance from its single stars, J.J. Wolf and John McNally.
0: Yeah, absolutely, Meredith. That's the, the main point for Ohio State and the main point for how they're getting most of these wins here. J.J. Wolf on the season, virtually unstoppable, 32-1 now overall in single play. John McNally not too far behind at 26-6. In the double circuit between Martin Joyce, J.J. Wolf, that team is now 16-4, getting one of their wins against Columbia. Martin Joyce, Hunter Tubert, also 14-4, also got the point the last time out. I think for Ohio State, these guys, that's kind of where you got to lean to, especially for that doubles point. But in the singles point, uh, to get the singles points, J.J. Wolf, John McNally, Martin Joyce, just three pieces of the puzzle for Ohio State to get some more wins going into the finals. But what makes someone like J.J. Wolf that dominant where they are 32-1 and one on the season, playing now very much deep into the NCAA tournament play, but he's still getting wins, and for the Buckeyes as a whole, they're still getting points? How do you stay that dominant? <laughs>
1: Yeah, as you mentioned, uh, JJ Wolf really been an anchor for this team. Up to the Michigan match in the Big 10 tournament, he was undefeated 29 and 0 in singles. And those matches, like I mentioned before, were coming against teams like Wake Forest, teams that have won championships in recent memory. He's dominant not only against weaker competition, but also against superior competition from a team perspective. Wolf is 2 and 0 in the NCAA tournament thus far. His match against Cleveland State uh, recently was unfinished, and the Buckeyes have lost only twice this season. And both of those occasions were when Wolf was on the sidelines. Um, on for John McNally, he's also been solid, as you mentioned, seventeen and three on court two this season for the Buckeyes. Is the number two singles player on the team? He's a top thirty player himself. He's continued to demonstrate his ability to rise above the competition. And both of these players are going to be anchors for Ohio State in this tournament.
0: Absolutely, Meredith. Trying to find the anchor, I think, that is an important thing, especially in this tournament play where we just don't know anything can happen. Once you're playing, it's down to one match, and that's really how, what your season comes down to. Now they're on the road, technically on a neutral venue in Orlando, but on the season Ohio State, as I mentioned before, 32-2, 18-0 at home, 7-2 and away from home on a true away venue, but 6-0 and on neutral. I think at this point, you can make the. I like to lump away in neutrals as the same kind of thing at this point because you just didn't know what's going to happen. North Carolina brings Blaine Boyden, their senior. He's on an eight match winning streak. The last loss to Wake Forest, one of the best teams that was out there on the tennis circuit. Freshman Brian Surnoch, he clinched the win at USC. For Ohio State, is playing away from home, is that going to be a factor this deep in the tournament? As we look at the field right now, Ohio State is the, the top seed left. They seem like the team to beat, but does that also play into a part where now they have to be really looking for the upset?
1: Uh, that's a great question in terms of the field of play. So, And I understand why you're asking that, given how Ohio State fared in the NCAA tournament on the road last year. Then when the Buckeyes lost in the finals of the tournament to Wake Forest, it definitely didn't help that the match was played at Wake Forest. But this season, neither Ohio State North nor North Carolina has a true home field advantage like Wake did last year. As you mentioned, the only two losses that Ohio State has had this season have come on the road, but again, they also came when the team was up without its best player in J.J. Wolf. Given Ohio State's ability to control matches, so not only do they win, but they also tend to sweep, being away from Columbus should not present too significant of a challenge in the tournament.
0: Yeah, that's, that's the hope there, Meredith, for Ohio State. So just to take a look at what's happening with the men's tennis bracket, Ohio State, North Carolina, taking place this Thursday. May 16th at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Additionally, the other quarterfinal matchup in that side of the bracket, number five Virginia, number four Wake Forest, that's taking place at noon on Thursday as well. On the other side of the quarterfinals bracket, uh, it'll be a two o'clock matchup, TCU. Texas a 10 versus 2 there. in the final quarterfinal matchup at 7 o'clock, Florida versus Baylor in the 3 versus 6. If you're trying to follow the North Carolina-Ohio State match on Thursday, the tennis channel will have updates. Or you can follow the Ohio State men's Twitter account with the handle being Ohio State, capital M-T-E-N, to follow the men's team. So that's going to conclude right now for the team tournament for Ohio State for the men's side. But let's switch things over to the women's side. Their season has come to a close, 19-7 overall. A tough loss to Georgia Tech, 4-3 in the opening round of the NCAA team tournament. But for Meredith, looking at this team, a lot of good things that happened for Ohio State. A a, a very nice winning record, 19-7, 8-3 in conference. Winning is hard. But what stood out to you on this Lady Buckeyes tennis season?
1: Yeah, as you mentioned, the team finished with a 19-7 and overall record, but the big thing there is they dropped their last four matches to close the regular season and cut both the Big Ten tournament and postseason short. In review, the Big Ten was once again a strong conference for women's tennis. Five of the teams from the Big Ten made the tournament, and as we know from other sports, it's hard to gain dominance when parity is so high in your conference. Still, there's a lot to be excited about this year. This was the sixth straight tournament appearance for the Buckeyes, and this season was, was an improvement over last season when the Buckeyes went 14-9 and nine and were also bounced from the NCAA tournament in the first round. Looking forward, uh, Ohio State should return singles phenom Isabel Boulay, who earned an individual bid to the NCAA tournament, um, and they're losing just one senior. With a solid roster in place, the Buckeyes should be able to improve their postseason record heading into next season.
0: I think that is uh, the big thing. We look at the Big Ten. Ohio State was cruising for the most part, but that those final four games, three of those losses to Big Ten teams, two of them on the road, actually two of them to Northwestern, Northwestern defeating the Buckeyes 4-0 in the Big Ten tournament. And then the Georgia Tech lost a heartbreaking loss 4-3. But there is a silver lining there is Isabella Boulay representing Ohio State in the NCAA singles as an at-large bid. That would take place in Orlando, May 20th to the 25th. Seeding has not been announced, but we kind of know who is in the, t- the that singles tournament right now. Boulay, 16 and 13 on the season. Can you tell us more about how this could, this could be a big postseason for her, and especially for Ohio State, if she can get things going?
1: Yeah, definitely. Isabel has had a phenomenal freshman season at Ohio State. She's one of 64 singles players selected to complete in the field for the NCAA tournament. And you mentioned that 16 and 13 overall match record this year. While that doesn't look super impressive on paper, she does hold a 15 and seven record in dual matches as the top singles player on the team. So very impressive for a 19 year old freshman at Ohio State. Uh, With all that being said, the tournament is going to present a tough road for her. Uh, As an at-large player, she's ranked in the 40s among singles players. She's going to face a challenging seating heading into the individual tournament. But even with that ranking, it's going to be a great experience for her. As I mentioned before, looking forward to next year, this is going to be something that she can learn from, and we're definitely going to see her back in the individual tournament next season.
0: Yeah, absolutely, Meredith, especially for like just the fifth Buckeye overall to go to the singles NCAA tournament and only the third freshman to do it. The first time since Francisca DiLorenzo back in the 2016 season for her. But she's not the only Buckeye that will be playing some more tennis once the, the team tournaments completely wrap up. The men's side has quite a few of the singles and doubles championships. Who should we be on the lookout on that side of the bracket?
1: Yeah, Uh, so it makes sense that as the top team in the country, the Ohio State men's squad would send a lot of players to the individual championships. We've already talked a lot about J.J. Wolf. He's going to be looking for redemption after his first individual loss of the season against Michigan, though he still took the automatic qualifier spot from the Big Ten, so he's probably feeling pretty good about it. He should have a very favorable seating heading into the tournament. Again, the number two player in the country right now and will hopefully emerge with his number one ranking back. On the double side, Hunter Tubert and Martin Joyce took the automatic qualifier from the Big Ten as well. The doubles point has not been a struggle for Ohio State this season. The double squad's gone 13 and four, so expect a strong performance from them as well. Finally, we've talked a lot about John McNally already, but also Kyle Selig. Both received at-large bids to the individual tournament. Um, McNally was a first-team All-Big Ten honoree, 17-3 record, again, at the number two spot and ranked in the top 30 all season. Selig uh, is riding an 11-game win streak. 24-7 24-7 and this season, and also a Big Ten honoree. So expect great things from McNally and Selig as well, although, again, their seedings probably will not be as favorable as Wolf's heading into the tournament.
0: All right, and there you have it. Thank you, Meredith, for giving us a women's and men's breakdown for the singles tournament next week. But before we get there, Ohio State, North Carolina, NCAA quarterfinals team tennis tournament taking place on Thursday, May 16th. You can catch the action with updates from the Tennis Channel or through the Ohio State Men's Tennis Twitter account. Once again, the Twitter handle for the Ohio State men's team is at Ohio State, capital M-T-E-N, all one word. Again, thank you, Meredith, for joining us this week on Outside the Shoe. Thank you. And that will conclude this week's edition of Outside the Shoe. Meredith Hine, I'm Jeff Hammersley. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you again next week we